Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for More Outdoors. More Outdoors is hosted by award-winning outdoors adventurer Chester Moore, author of more than a dozen books and thousands of articles on wildlife, fishing, and hunting. He hosts two outdoors television programs and is one of the most sought-after animal experts in the country. According to Chester, live radio is the most exciting way to celebrate the great outdoors. So here we go. Welcome to More Outdoors on News Talk 560 KLVI. And my, do we have an interesting program tonight. Got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Um, we're going to hit real hard on the hog poisoning issue, which just really keeps uh, advancing out there. Lots and lots of uh, lots and lots of opinions, and we have several people um, that want to really call in and talk about it. And what's interesting about this issue is I've had. And this isn't a scientific poll, but I probably have one person supporting it for every ten people that are against it. I mean, it's 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 just so stacked against it, and not only hunters but landowners. Um, and I'm really surprised because I thought more on the landowner side might be pro poison. I'm sure that there are, and a matter of fact, we've we've talked to a couple, but. The consensus is that it's just a, a slap in the face to wildlife and a hearkening back to days like when we're using DDT to eliminate certain things out there. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is going to be the biggest issue to hit the hunting community in Texas in decades. Uh, it's going to be a lot bigger than any of the uh, things like chronic wasting disease, which we've talked about, deer regulations, because those basically deal with high fence, private deer breeders, that kind of stuff. This hits potentially everyone who shoots hogs in Texas. And what people don't realize is there are more hogs killed in Texas now than there are deer. 750,000 hogs annually. That includes trapping, but still 750,000 hogs annually and 600,000 deer. So for the first time, this started, I think, in 2014 was the first time it jumped over to that level. But we have an animal that is uh, there are more bagged in Texas than white-tailed deer, which have four forever been the number one kill game animal in texas so you're having an animal that is eaten by many many people that is pursued by many people at texas fishing game magazine we have had uh, several ammunition companies tell us they sell far more ammunition aimed at hog hunting in texas than they do at deer hunting and so we had some words last week from uh, brian johnson who's with the lone star bowhunter association christian bowhunter association and duck dog trainer and we also heard from jeff stewart who is a blogger for texas fishing game and also a lecturer and writer and done quite a bit of TV, including Survivor Man with Les Stroud, and Jeff will actually be calling in the show uh, later tonight to talk some about that issue. And I tell you what, I think what we're going to see is uh, some changes to this and some different kinds of... uh, 
angles on the issue than than we thought. This just kind of popped out of popped out of nowhere this year. I mean, of course, we talked about it on More Outdoors two years ago when the studies on the issue began, which were a pretty big deal. But anyway, interesting stuff. And on line one, we have uh, Daniel Stark. How you doing, Daniel? Hey, how you doing, Chester? Uh, man, do you want to talk the hog issue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been keeping up with it a lot on Facebook recently, and I've seen a lot of people posting about it, pretty upset about it, a lot. honestly, uh, the majority of people I've seen. And honestly, I have to agree with them. Uh, their arguments are very valid. Uh, you know, to look at it from a predator standpoint, you know, from coyote uh, that are out all over Texas, you know, I don't know how they intend to control, you know, just the poison specifically targeting hogs. That's the biggest issue at hand is that there are so many animals that are going to feed off of these hogs, you know, whether, you know, when they finally die, that that poison is going to spread to other animals. Mm-hmm. And it's inevitable. There's, there's no way of definitively controlling that. And, you know, it's going to affect wildlife across the board. You've got buzzards that are going to eat on it. You've got all kinds of animals that are going to eat on these hogs as they die. And it's going to affect them as well. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's it's a very it's a very touchy situation. Well, uh, something that I immediately thought of was that in South Texas and the Trans Pecos, it will immediately start targeting and hitting the javelina population. Javelinas are not feral hogs; they're a native wildlife species, a game animal with a bag limit of two, and they eat pretty much the same stuff pigs do. And they will absolutely hit whatever this poison is, and it will no doubt kill thousands of javelinas. Now. Um, my little conspiratorial part of this is a lot of those ranchers will be happy because the ranchers, many of them who high fence for whitetail, will tell people, shoot every javelina you see. It's not legal, but shoot every javelina you see because they're eating our protein feed for the deer. So uh, I think about that just being someone who cares about all of the different wildlife out there, the native wildlife in particular. There's one species in part of the state, a big chunk of the state, that will no question feel the effects on it. But I know that you, uh, with Killer Instinct Outdoors, you've done some hog removal for properties, and uh, I know that you've also given hog meat away to people who are less fortunate. With, let me ask you this question, with warfarin, the poison being out there, when it hits the streets, when it starts hitting these ranches, even if the rancher you were removing hogs from didn't use it, would you feel comfortable giving that meat away or eating that meat for your family? Not particularly, no, because you can't, like I said, you have to, in a, you know, the gentleman that introduced that, you know, I know they introduced it with good intentions, you know. Sure. I understand there is a hog issue in the state of Texas. It's becoming more and more prominent. Uh But it's got to be controlled. You, but there's no way of controlling that. Just like you said, the the javelina, that's a perfect example. The javelina are going to, they're going to eat the, the the feral hogs eat, and they're going to be poisoned. I would not feel safe, you know, Giving that meat to somebody—that's that's more of an incident with me personally—is that sure. I, I I give away a lot of the meat that I you know from hogs that I kill, so I, I I could not go to sleep at night and feel comfortable knowing that I gave away you know a half a hog to someone that you know could potentially have been poisoned, and that's that goes back to the whitetail that are you know genetically modified. People you know see a lot of chemicals introduced in order to make these deer large. Well, that's the same concept. You know, you don't want to feed those kind of animals that have been introduced with all those chemicals to people. That's that it's it's just not right. You know, you don't know what those those chemicals are going to have an effect. Yeah, I tell and you especially what, being a poison, and that's a great point about you don't know 
what the effect's going to be. You know, a warfarin, of course, is used as a blood thinner and different things of people, but it could also interact with other drugs people are taking, prescription and, and whatever. So real interesting. We appreciate your call. And speaking of Killer Instinct Outdoors, we have uh, Frank Moore on line, too. So I know you want to talk hog poisoning. And so uh, let's just give you the platform. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, this is utterly the most bizarre and insane thing I've ever heard of. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, wow. That's, that's all I can say is literally wow. Now, let me ask you, I know you've done quite a bit of hog removal for various landowners and things like this. You know, like at Texas Fishing Game Magazine, probably once a month, and it depends on what kind of hog show is airing on television. Sometimes a couple of times a week, we would get an email saying, hey, I'm from out of state. I want to come sign up to kill those hogs that are tearing up your state. And we let people know, well, nobody's letting you do it for free. Um, you know, how much, I mean, how much of this hog problem do you blame on the state in terms of managing it on public land? And how much is on landowners' part for simply not allowing people to go in and do what they needed to do years ago? Okay, I'm going to simplify this as best as I possibly can, Chester. Good, because it's a complex issue. Okay, so, okay, yeah, right. So we've done this, and we were greeted by, I mean, just with open arms from some landowners. And then also we were contacted by many landowners who told us of devastating problems in which, in fact, they had mm-hmm. because they, they had lands that were rich with everything of which a hog loves, so they were destroying it, and they were either competing with their crops, competing with their cattle or whatever. So they call us and tell us, hey, man, we, it's overrun with these hogs. Would you guys come out here and do this? And we're like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they ask us, how would you do it? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, we trap and hunt just because we don't run dogs, but if you have a bad problem, dogs, in fact, need to be worked into the issue, but we, we don't do that, but mm-hmm. per se. So we would go out on these properties and trap first. So we'd tell these people this, and then, and then some of these people that would call us would say, well, how much would you want to pay us to do that? So <laughs> I'm sitting here dumbfound thinking, okay, so you're calling us, telling us, you have this property, you have these you know, these Angus blood cattle that are out here, and, uh, you know, they're competing with these hogs that are coming to their trough, and you're worried about, you know, spread of disease. You're worried about the amount of nutrition that they're taking from your cattle. You're contacting us. You're wanting us to go on your property. You're wanting us to rid them of us, and then you're asking us how much. And they said, well, sure. And I'm like, I'm dumbfounded at this because, you know, we do this for free. Also, all the hogs that, that we kill, catch, trap, their place, either if, you know, a family is going to eat this hog, uh, ourselves going to eat the hog, or we do some kind of barbecue. Everybody benefits from it, so there's no waste of it. Mm-hmm. And then these people are telling us, how much will you pay us to come on our land and do a service for us and rid of us of the problem? So, I mean, you know, it's almighty dollar because, you know, you do have these ranches that have these hogs that people have worked hard for to get on their ranches. And their trophy size quota, and you know they're they're paying a fee to go kill these hogs. So sure. these other landowners, you know, they have all these hogs on here. So, like, well, hey man, I have all these hogs. People want to come do this. I have a problem. So if I get people to pay me to come do it, yep. You know, and it, and then that's the thing. You know, they're trying to fatten their pockets, but at the same time, they have an issue. And then you know, nobody wants 
Billy Bob and, you know, Joe Bob and this guy that's drinking beer, riding around four-wheelers, shooting and eating things and moving on their property. I understand that. Yeah. But me and my buddy done this with every legal aspect as possible. We had legal documents drawn up to protect us and landowners from any action that we may have done on their property or anything that may occur. That way, there's a complete medium. That way, if something happened, no one was liable. Yeah. And you have these people that want you to pay them. I mean, that yeah. is absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's, now, it, like I said, though, it's crazy. We were, we were welcome with open arms on numerous properties. Yeah. We went on there and we trapped as many as we possibly could. And then through stealthy hunting, I mean, it's an ongoing battle. And the thing with the hogs is if you have resources, you may send the herd that's there, but the next herd that comes by is going to stop and they're going to stay until you do something about it. And that's just how hogs work. And you know this, shit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, if you can hang on to the other side of the break, we're going to catch you. I want to ask you one more question before we shake you loose on the hog issue. Then we got Marcus Heflin talking about a thing next week. we come back. We're going to talk hogs, surf fishing, all kind of crazy stuff here on More Outdoors. Now, back to more outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLBI. Welcome back to more outdoors. This is Chester Moore. We're going to rejoin Frank Moore from Killer Instinct Outdoors talking about the hog issue real quick. But right now, we're going to jump over to Marcus Heflin. Um, Frank, you can call us back in a second there. So, Marcus, you there? Yes. All right. You got some kind of crate. If you have the radio on, turn it off, please. No, I don't. Wait a minute. All right, because you're you're bouncing all over the place. On the I heard all kind of echoes going on. So uh, next weekend you're doing a surf fishing clinic, right? Correct. All right, and that's going to be where? Sea Rim State Park. Sea Rim it's State Park. It's a bean pass. Okay. And what happens at a surf fishing clinic out there? Well, what we do, Chester, is uh, we bring people in from all walks of life and all ages as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we teach them family bonding and surfacing right there from the shoreline. And does it cost anything to go to one of these? No, it does not. Now, the, the reason that we use Seaman uh, State Park is they've been so accountable to us, and uh, they've helped us so much. But it's only $3 a head to get in. Kids 12 and under are free, and you do not have to have a fishing license. You know, that's people can come out that never fished, and instead of having to go spend forty five dollars for a license, they can come down there and pay three bucks and get in the park and fish all day. Yeah, that's just a great, great deal. And how long have you been doing these clinics, Marcus? Eleven years now. Eleven years, man, offering that service people, people out there, and allowing people to learn about surf fishing—a very inexpensive form of fishing. Once you make the, the initial investment of the gear, and, um, and and we have great resources. We got lots of shoreline around here. We got some pretty decent surf fishing opportunities out there. And um, is this open to uh, families? This is open for uh, families, groups, whatever the case. And like I said, people of all ages. People of all ages. All right. So how can people get more? How can people get more information? They can contact me at uh, area code four zero nine six five nine nine four three seven. My name is Marcus. And you also have Christian Surf Fishing Adventures on Facebook, right? Correct. All right, and Marcus Heflin on Facebook. Man, we salute you for doing that. That's a really, really cool thing that you do. I know you you help a lot of people also, introduce a lot of people to the Lord. 
uh, Christ out there as well. And, uh, you know, just help people connect with the affordable fishing. That's something that's always been my heart here on More Outdoors. And I certainly salute you for that. And uh, let's try to have you on next week and maybe give another final push to get people out there. Okay. And uh, and like I said, it's going to be the 11th. Yep. Saturday of the 11th. And I trust you we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have to have a couple of shark pros out there as well. And uh, so they can come out and they catch anything from uh, hardheads to sharks, trout and red. Hey, so, no, uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing's called a trash fish out there, is it? Right. All right. And, you know, the, the kids don't care no. as long as they're catching something. That's it, man. We're going to pray for no hard heads, but everything else is coming in, right? <laughs> That's it. All right, That's brother. It. We appreciate you, Mark. We'll talk to you next week as well. Going back with uh, Frank Moore from Killer Instinct Outdoors on hogs. We're talking about, you know, the fact that it costs so much to hog hunt in Texas. But um, what are your concerns about the actual toxin itself? What's the number one thing that has, has you questioning this? Well, Chester, you know, with anything, you know, say you have ants at home, you have a little dog inside, you go outside, take care of the ants. Whenever that dog goes outside, you're worried and concerned that it may go around where you just contaminated the ground. So if you disperse this pellet that's supposed to be ingested by these hogs, are you going to sit there and monitor it? No. Who's going to sit there for 24 hours? I mean, are they going to put people up on posts to just make sure that hogs are coming to eat this? And I mean... I mean, just think of it this way. You know, you got rodents. Mm-hmm. Rodents will eat anything. We we all know that. What's what's our biggest problem at home? You know, we try to keep mouse out of the house because, you know, he'll get in here in the pantry here and there. So you're going to have mice come up there. So what is to say that these mice don't ingest it, but they move it from where it has been dropped to another place to where even though it's already broadcast and it's an opportunity for something else to come up and eat, that is even more so opportunity. And then what about these hogs if they ingest it and they go off and die? Then what about the predators? And then people say, well, oh, hey, they're only predators. So, you know, your coyotes, your bobcats in some places, you know, maybe some wolves, maybe some cougars, you know. Well, they're only predators. Well, well what about buzzards whose mother's nature is clean up? Exactly. Is it going to affect them? Are we going to have buzzards start dying that, that, you know, does mother nature's dirty work that, That's you know, make sure point. these carcass don't. Um, you know, these carcasses don't go to waste. What about bald do eagles? Forget that some, exactly. Do some people forget that some <laughs> evil scavenge? Yes, they do. You know, they're opportun- you know, they're opportunists so you know this. So, I mean, you have this body that's decaying, and then what do we know about this? Does it contaminate the ground where the body decays? Does it contaminate the ground where these pellets are put out, and then we have three days' worth of rain, and then it contaminates the ground? So then does it further contaminate plant life? We don't know. I mean, well, you know, there's something very interesting. You just made me think about the ground being polluted. Um, my, a lot of people don't know this. So my favorite small animal in the whole world is the black-footed ferret, which is a, um, a, a native ferret species. The United States used to be native to Texas. Uh, in 1986, there were 35 or 37 left in the whole world. And the reason they got wiped out is because I need to find out what it was, but it was a toxin used to kill prairie dogs. And the toxin did a whole lot better number on the 
black-footed ferret, which ate the prairie dogs, and it did the prairie dog. It killed prairie dogs, too, but it did way more damage to the black-footed ferret. So I got to think about, you know, right here in south in southeast Texas, you mentioned, like, the vultures and stuff. You know, if we didn't have those things, there would be a lot more disease outbreaks and things. You know, that's what God exactly. made. And But I think about bald eagles, golden eagles. We have both of those species that will come through here. Um, if you go down to south Texas, though, you got ocelots, which are a federally endangered species. You have jaguar run which are a federally endangered species. Um, you know, a lot of other things, you know, that are down there like that, which would definitely scavenge on a carcass or prey on a young pig that maybe has this in their system. So a lot of unanswered. So what you're saying, basically, there are way too many unanswered questions and um, there's way too much potential, quote unquote, collateral damage to put this out there. Specificity of this period is, I mean, just absurd. I mean, because we don't know. I mean, it, it is one of those weak. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. We don't know things. They're saying it will kill hogs, okay? But it has to be ingested for it to be killed. So in order for these hogs to come by this, it has to be an opportunity for them to receive it. So is a white-tailed going to come by? If you disperse this close to a fence line, is somebody's prized cattle, black angus, that they're raising for stock going to come by? Wow. What if there is landowners that are actually raising domesticated hogs for mm-hmm. processing that are having problems with feral hogs coming on the property? What if some way a rodent brings that within the pens of these domesticated hogs, and now we have pork that is, you know, supposedly USDA certified mm-hmm. going through your market baskets, your Walmarts, your HEBs, that is contaminated to what extent? Maybe the pig didn't die, but yet it's still contaminated because it was slaughtered before the effect could take. So then what effect does it have on us? Man, really interesting stuff. I mean, to to think about this one issue and how many possible questions are out there. So um, you're definitely not the only one, but you've certainly brought some really, and you and and Daniel Stark both brought really interesting uh, questions to the table. We appreciate you guys' feedback, and we'd love to hear back from you as you guys investigate this issue more, because we know you guys are hog specialists.
Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, this is just like under my skin. I mean, you're contaminating a food source, first off. Yep. I mean, is it a problem? Absolutely. I feel for the ranchers. Me too. And, and the guys that have to deal with these guys through crops. Absolutely. But, you know, this may be a little bit far-fetched, but in my opinion, genocide is not the answer. All I mean, right, they're, they're man. Way, way better. Quote of the night right there, brother. Quote of the night. Thank you for calling in. We got to take a break real quick and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna hit it. I think Jeff Stewart's in the line. He's gonna call back and he's been investigating this. We've got the hog experts out there. We got Frank Moore, Daniel Stark, Jeff Stewart tonight. Can't beat that on the hog issue. We'll talk more about this when we come back. Now back to more outdoors. With Chester Moore on News Talk 560, KLVI. Welcome back to More Outdoors. Always great music is bumped with the ace producer, Courtney, in there at the helm, throwing out the cool grooves, the cool music. And um, so excited tonight. We've got the hog issue on the table. We've had Daniel and Frank from Killer Instinct Outdoors putting in their thoughts and research. And then we got Jeff Stewart back. Jeff was on last week. Jeff's blogged about it at fishgame.com. And um, I know he's got some new information. And also, I know Jeff's going to just kind of let it rip. So, Jeff, what's new on the hog front, man? Uh, Jester, forgive me for not uh, catching the first part of the show. I just got uh, through delivering a eulogy at, at a friend's uh, funeral. Um, I don't know if it's been talked about yet or not, but we actually won a small step today. Really? Um, yes, uh, we actually have an injunction on uh, the Texas Agricultural Commission, our commissioner, uh, Fid Miller, and his proposal on warfarin. Um, it was deemed that there was no emergency as the textbook case for an emergency <laughs> It's always an emergency, isn't it, Jeff? It's always, you know... You know, they always throw these things as an emergency situation. Well, well, something I find funny is how is it an emergency all of a sudden whenever in 2007 the uh, Texas uh, Wildlife Co-op did a study and said there were 2.5 million hogs year, the Texas Parks and Wildlife study and said there were 1.5 million hogs in the state of Texas. So if hunting isn't working, which one of these studies is called? Which, you know, just disregard this information. It's, I have to disregard everything they both say. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. So you say we won the injunction. Who was it? Was the Texas Hog Association? Hawk Hunters? Yeah, so they filed the injunction, and so uh, that is a, a very positive step for those of us who don't want collateral damage all out everywhere intoxifying our wild pigs. Um, you know, you you had some really interesting thoughts last week, Jeff, uh, about how this warfarin in the meat is an unknown and how it could counteract with some of the prescription drugs people are on. Works. I mean, they interact with just so many different drugs. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I've got a list actually here um, that I compiled of just a few of like the most common ones. One of them is FLEP, which is a very common antibiotic or anti whatever it is that they give women and men to for any kind of 
Well, Jeff, you're breaking up on Jeff. You're breaking up on us. Make you try to call us and get a better signal. Uh, maybe step out or whatever. We're we're losing you here about every few seconds. You just completely le- le- leave us. So we're gonna try to get a better connection there with Jeff Stewart. Sometimes these cell connections can be pretty tough with different weather conditions and things like that. But Jeff, last week had talked about how warfarin, which is actually used, I believe, as a blood thinner, um, can have a bad interaction with other drugs. So if someone ate tainted meat. Is there a possibility that if they're on a certain drug, it could cause a problem? So those are some of the um, unknowns that are out there. And apparently, the Texas Hog Hunters Association filed an injunction against the Texas Agriculture and uh, had some success today. So that's a that's a that's a a good thing if you're on the side of we don't need to be toxifying everything out there. So we're back with Jeff. You there, Jeff? Yes, I'm here. Okay, we had Sorry a really my internet signal bad. Yeah, it was bouncing all the place. We're losing about every three or four seconds. So uh, you're mentioning the list of like prescription drugs and things that uh, warfarin could potentially interact with and cause problems. Yeah, you know, one uh, like I don't know if anybody heard, but it was Flagel, which is a very common drug. But I do believe they uh, prescribe that to women and men for yeast infections. A very common thing. Um, that, that's something that interacts with it. I mean, that, if you're a, a hunter and you're out there eating this pork and you've got this in your system because you have an infection, um, levastatin, cipro, biaxin, any of these antibiotics interact with warfarin. Coumadin, you know, as its prescription name is, but it, it's all the same drug, and they all interact with it. Um, something as simple as tramadol, the number one most prescribed pain medication pain medication causes seizures if taken with warfarin. Wow. Very interesting. That's an angle I never never thought of on that. And um, I know that that is something that's, you know, you got to look at these things. And uh, I thought of this earlier, you know, the black-footed ferret. And I got to look at the toxin, but the because warfarin is actually used against prairie dogs in some areas. The black footed the black footed ferret was nearly wiped out because of toxins used to kill prairie dogs. Uh, so it'd be interesting. I'm gonna go back and look and find out what kind of toxin that was. It just hit me while I was on the air, and I'm like, wow, there's a parallel there of a non-target species becoming almost extinct to the point there were 37 of those black-footed ferrets left in 1986 because of because of because of that situation. Um, so. You know, you never know what you're going to hit. I mean, think about South Texas, Jeff. South Texas has ocelots and jaguar rundies, which are both federally endangered species, which would prey on young hogs or maybe scavenge on a carcass. And then you have golden eagles and bald eagles, which would definitely scavenge on a carcass. And, of course, vultures. And here's another thing that a lot of people don't think about. Why has, has Texas not looked at their country problem? And tried and Australia went to uh, sodium nitrite, mm-hmm. which is not even toxic to humans. We eat it every single day as a food preservative. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's. It, I, I mean, yeah, of course, it cause, probably causes heart damage or something over you know forty <laughs> years of overeating, but it's not going to hurt us. And it, it is very. It's not as deadly to other animals. Yeah. It's actually not a poison to most animals, but it's deadly to pigs and can kill pigs in a few hours, not days, not weeks, hours after one dose. 
Yeah, that's the thing I think that's not been said a lot about this from the pro side. There are some people for it uh, because of, and that's the one thing we got to say we do understand that landowners are suffering. There are landowners who've done what they can. And they are suffering, especially those who have crops, you know, and I, and I totally get that. But um, that this isn't something that a hog is going to eat one or two times and die from. Exactly. This is something that a hog is going to have to eat five days in a row. And it hurts five days in a row. Farmers that want to put this out, you cannot till that pasture. You cannot have cattle in that pasture. You cannot use that pasture for anything other than killing hogs. As long as the bait is out, and for 90 days after the bait has been removed, you cannot use a certain amount of acreage around the bait site. Wow. So the bait has to be out for three weeks, and then 90 days after you remove the bait, it can't be used. So you're looking at taking a pasture... And you can't use that pasture to grow your cattle, to grow your wheat, to grow your whatever for four months out of the year. Wow. Very. You move that bait station to another spot. And here's another thing. By law, they're going to be required to dispose of every single hog that dies on their property. They're going to have to dig a hole. They're They're going to have to dispose of it properly. They're not going to be able to just use this warfarin they're going to have to buy this warfarin and its applicators its feeders from one company one (laughs) company one company only Mm -hmm. and i have a problem with that that our state is going to going to say okay you can poison these hogs but you've got to buy everything from this one company that just doesn't sit well with me well no no it reminds me of ddt yeah. You know, that was pretty much from a, one company. You know, it, it's kind of like the Iraq invasion. One company gets to go in and do work. Uh, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, you have a lot of angles on this that are really, really, inter- that are really um, interesting why there is a crisis now on this, you know. And I think it's just something that we intelligently, if we're going to, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this before we go to break, and I'm going to let Jeff chime in on this when I get back. You got time to do one more segment, Jeff? Oh, I got all the time you need, bro. All right, man. So the one thing I'm going to say, because Jeff knows how frustrated I've been with the hunting industry in the last few years. I think the current hunt, not not everyone, there are real people in groups like Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, Rocky Mountain Elk, Safari Club, others that really care. But I think there's a giant chunk of the hunting industry now that doesn't really care that much about wildlife. It's about the almighty dollar. And I think that's some of what we're seeing with some of this issue right now. I'll let Jeff chime in on that we're going to talk about the heart of conservation and maybe ways to deal with the hog issue that don't involve this and when we come back on more outdoors since you've been gone i've been alone here i've grown old Now, back to more outdoors with Chester Moore on News Talk 560 KLVI. Welcome back to more outdoors. We've had a great conversation. We had uh, Daniel and Frank from Killer Instinct Outdoors calling. 
give really interesting testimony on the hog poisoning issue. Now we got Jeff Stewart, who's been kind of at the forefront of investigating and looking into this issue. We've been talking about the impact on people, all these kind of things. But let's talk about the other side. We know landowners are legitimately, many of them, suffering with the hogs in terms of what they're doing. Um, and, and we can't do anything about mistakes of the past, but moving forward, uh, should there be more access, for example, on state lands, you can't bait, you can't use dogs, you can't um, hunt at night, uh, they're very restricted. Should we take the gloves off on public land to try to do something more about hogs? What I think we should do is I think we should get some of us that like to hunt hogs and that are pretty much professional about it yeah. and get us licensed by the state. Okay. Give us permission to go into these national parks and these state-owned lands, federal-owned lands, like that, that we're not allowed to basically hunt on with any kind of method. Yeah. You know, make us sign a, a waiver of some kind where we won't hold them liable if we get hurt or anything like that property and things. I mean, I'm willing to sign something like that. Sure. Well, yeah, that makes sense. A vetting process. You know, there are there's a vetting process like for nuisance alligator control officers. So you're saying maybe something like that for hogs? Yes. Something like that for hogs. And that way we could go in, give us exclusive permits or whatever to go in there and remove all the hogs we can. We can bait. We can do whatever we want to do. As long as we're in there after hogs and that no... You know, maybe say that there's we can't go on these properties during deer season. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know? You only have a ninety day deer season. You could do the yeah. use the rest of the year. Yeah, so give let that way we know nobody's shooting deer over our bait. Yeah, so we go in there after deer season. We can put out bait, set up stations, set up whatever trap hogs, shoot hogs, snare hogs, whatever we need to do. Here's one of the good the the big things. Um, one of the so-called experts in 2007 was where I could find it, said that in five years, if something wasn't done, there would be 10 million hogs in the state of Texas. There's no way. There were 2.5, according to them, 2.5 million hogs in 2007. Yeah. Right now, as hunters and are solely hunting, Mm-hmm. We have taken that population from 2.5 million to 1.5 million. That means not only have we killed a million of the base animals, yeah, but we've also taken out all of their offspring that they would have had or that they did have during that time period. So, what would you add to that one million? You know, another 500,000 or so, even with mortality rates and things like that. So you're looking at 1.5 million hogs that just hunting has taken. And here's what's the, what's the kicker there. You go to poisoning, how many of us are going to quit hog hunting? We're going to quit shooting hogs. We're going to quit killing them. We're going to quit trapping them. Well, that's, I've already had people tell me that. Well, here's a, here's a funny thing that I found in Tractor Supplies. I don't mean to mention no names, sorry, um, the other day. I came upon a gentleman who was purchasing a big bucket full of rat poison, and I asked him. Uh, I've already he heard about the people doing this. Yeah, I asked him if he had chicken houses, and he said nope. And I said, "Oh, you got a bad rat problem around the farm, then?" And he said, "Nope, hogs." Mm. And I said, "Really?" And he said, "Yep." I said, 
where uh, where, where did you hear about this? You know, tell me. I didn't act like I knew what I was talking about. And he was like, well, I've been reading on the Internet that this poison is nothing but rat poison that you can put out for Halloween. It'll kill hogs. And he said, I'm fixing to take it. He can buy a five-gallon bucket at your local hardware store for 90 bucks. And he went. He checked out and went out the store with 18 pounds of warfarin. Wow. That's enough warfarin to kill every dog in three counties. <laughs> Wow. Well, Jeff, man, this we're going to keep talking about this. We'll talk to you maybe not next week, maybe the week after. Uh, I'm going to be doing some more digging and investigating. I'm trying to get an interview with a couple of the key players myself. So we thank you for being well, at I'm the full. Fo- I'm going to keep blogging about it. Keep, keep going. Yep. Keep blogging, Jeff. We, lo- we love this. We thank you for being out there in the forefront of this, not being afraid to get to the heart of the issue. And um, because here's the deal. Real hunters, and there are many real hunters, care about the environment, care about clean water, clean land, uh, endangered species, and you name it. And I think it's time that that the real hunters and conservationists take the sport back. And and we care about the landowner too. Absolutely, those are the guys that, that, that let us hunt on their places and do sure. things like that. It's not that we don't care about them, but who's going to want to buy their grain? If a soil test says that their soil is contaminated with with rat poison, exactly, man. Well, this is great stuff. We appreciate the stimulating conversation, oh, Jeff. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Oh. All right, we lost Jeff, but you can go find Jeff Crypto Hulk. I love that Crypto Hulk Stewart on uh, Facebook. And um, Jeff's always got a lot of information. He's blogging at fishgame.com. So, uh, man, we've got it. What a great show tonight. We had a lot of fun. This is an important issue, though. These are the kind of things we try to go beneath the surface and get you the real issues in the outdoors. And um, that's what's been so fun. 18 years now here. 18 years on News Talk 560 KLVI. Mind-boggling to me, okay? I'm only 43. I started when I was really young. So, um, had a lot of fun doing this. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to keep getting you the best stories on the great outdoors in southeast texas southwest louisiana and beyond god bless you guys out there and have a wonderful inspiring outdoors weekend thank you for listening to more outdoors to keep up with chester's work go to kingdomzoo.com find him on facebook or at kingdom zoo on instagram Read his weekly columns in the Port Arthur News and Orange Leader and monthly in Texas Fish and Game. And join us next Friday at 6 for more outdoors. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.